Mother Daughter Disney Podcast. I'm so excited to be back again here today with my mom. So my name is Amanda. Hi, I'm Jeanette. <laughs> and yes, yeah, so I'm so excited for this episode because the day that this episode comes out is May 1st, which is the birthday of Hollywood Studios. So happy birthday to Hollywood Studios. Hollywood Studios opened on May 1st, 1989. So today it is 34 years old which is also the same age as Taylor Swift. And also my cousin Chris was also born in 1989. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Somebody in the family. Yeah, in case Chris ever listens to this, happy birthday to you too. <laughs> Although their birthdays aren't even until December and it's <laughs> May, but you know, it's still the same year though. But yeah, so today we're gonna go over our top five rides or things to do in Hollywood Studios. The reason why it's being framed like that is because, well, well first let's just do our, our fun friendly disclaimer that of course we're just talking for fun that me and my mom, we both have loved Disney for so many years. And of course our opinions are our own, you know, we're not saying that our opinions are is it the right way or anything like that everyone does disney differently and that's completely okay and i say this because my mom doesn't like Hollywood no. Studios, so. <laughs> i have very little to say today yeah um, this will be mostly amanda i've got a couple of things but other than that hollywood studios is not my my kind of park i'm i'm not a fan yeah, because when, when I originally we were doing like our top five rides in all of the park, when I realized, I was like, I don't know how we're going to do Hollywood Studios because my mom doesn't even go on five rides in Hollywood Everybody Studios. else loves it. I'm the only one. Last time they went to Hollywood Studios and I went shopping. So, <laughs> yeah, but we're still going to go over our, our top five. That's what I'm saying, rides slash things right. to do. Right. We are going to do a separate episode on like actual things to do other than just the rides. So such as the shows, places to eat, snacks, you know, anything else, character meet and greets, things like that. So we'll, we're going to do all those in a separate episode. Because I feel like trying to jam it all into one no. is so difficult. Yeah. So yeah, so I will be doing my top five rides, and I honestly have no idea what's on my mom's list because I don't really know. Well, I don't have top five list. rides, so if I if I have one of those rides I like, I guess I should just chime in, and then we'll get to your okay. five. Because well, what is in your number five spot? There is no number five. Okay. Well, what is in there's your only, last spot? There's no three. There's no four. There's only two rides only, I go on. So you didn't pick anything else for? No, I, because there's only two rides I, I, go I didn't on. know if you're gonna pick like you like going shopping on like um, oh well that's the if we're talking about rides that's why I said yeah you could do other things yes I like to go shopping and stuff you can pick other things but this one is about rides and to tell you the truth I I don't do upside down I don't do backwards I do get very seasick so I do not try any of those rides it's not worth it to me I do feel like I would love to go on some of those rides because they seem really fun like um, Rock and Roller Coaster and um, Hollywood Tower of Terror but that would make me so sick that I would be miserable the rest of the day so unfortunately they can't be on my list I don't like Star Wars, so they're all off my list. I'm not a toy. I'm not a. I'm not a Toy Story fan, but one of their rides is on my list. We could start at five and get all the way down to two and okay. one because I only have two rides I go on. All right. Well, in my number five, okay. then at least I have put Smuggler's Run. Okay. So Smuggler's Run, of course, is the ride where you're. You're riding in the Millennium Falcon in Galaxy's Edge, and you are literally flying the Millennium Falcon. That's the whole point of the ride. So spoilers, of course, you know, to people who haven't been on the ride before, but that's essentially what you're doing. The time frame is sort of during the solo era. So you're basically kind of taking over and getting the, what I forget what they're called. You're getting the canisters of Calaxium, I believe what it is. And Calaxium is essentially like an energy source in the Star Wars universe. And so I will say I love Smuggler's Run. So I did put it at five because it is one of my favorite rides to do. They do have single rider, which is fun. However, if you do single rider, it's important to note that there are three positions for Smuggler's Run. You have your two pilots who are actually flying the ship, which is amazing. So I would say those are kind of the most fun is because you're actually flying. So one will do like the left to right motion and one will do kind of the up and down motion. Then you have two gunners. So basically 
basically you press one button and you sort of shoot the gunners type of things. But the gunners are also the ones who shoot the guns to like shoot out into the Klaxium so you like catch the Klaxium so to speak and like drag it back to your ship. And then you have two engineers and the two engineers are basically the people you basically just, again, you press one button when it flashes and when the ship has damage, you press the button to, you know, in quotes, fix the damage. So if you do single rider, you're almost always going to be an engineer and you're almost always going to be with people that obviously you don't know, but it's the only thing about it is that if you're with people who don't understand that you're flying the Millennium Falcon, like if you have two children, for instance, who are flying the Millennium Falcon, they're likely not going to do very well at it. And I don't say that as a demeaning thing. I did not do very well at it either. <laughs> so it is very hard to fly the Millennium Falcon. Let me tell you that. The last time I went on it, me and Ted, we were, I, I was trying to position us specifically so we could be the pilots because I really wanted to fly the Millennium Falcon again. Because again, normally I do single rider. So if I wasn't doing single rider, I was like, all right, I really want to try to make sure I get to be the pilot. And yeah, it was so hard. <laughs> so difficult. First of all, there's a slight delay to when you're driving the Millennium Falcon. So when you move the, the little joystick type of thing, it you know, you move it to the left and then a few seconds later, then you go like a hard left and it's like, oh wait, now I don't want to go that far left. I just want to like nudge the ship mm-hmm. a little bit to the left. But yeah, it is definitely difficult. And I remember as we were getting off, we were, we were, me and my partner, there's another couple behind us and then another couple behind them who are the engineers. So it was three couples that were flying the Millennium Falcon that day. And again, it was so difficult, but as we were getting off, one of the gunners <laughs> then said it was the most fun when we were just smashing into things. <laughs> well, gotta make fun wherever you can. <laughs> but it was so funny though, but it was so true that it is like making it's so funny because you're just like laughing the entire time and I'd always wonder how many you know containers of Klaxium you can get the most I've ever gotten on a ride was two and that was again when I was a single rider one time I went on and the people that I was with they were like dedicated you knew mm. they were like we're ready to do this and we're ready to like be good at this and they were the best pilots I've ever flown with and yeah we got two containers of Klaxium I feel like we should have gotten three because I thought we were really close to getting three but we technically only got two but the most I've ever gotten is two <laughs> so I wonder if you can get more than two though I'm not really sure but Yes, I put Smugglers on in my number five. Great ride. And again, it's always fun that has single riders. You can still go on it even if you don't want to like, you know, wait on a long line for it or something like that. So, but all right, I guess we'll just skip to my number two, my number four. I still don't have one. (laughs) So in my number four, I put Toy Story Mania. So I had picked Toy Story Mania for number four because I think Toy Story Mania is so much fun. Hmm. It's kind of a ride that I feel like we all slept on for a while there because when it first opened... The lines for it were so long oh, yeah. that like we, I remember we went on it when it first opened, we all liked it. And then afterwards we were like, yeah, we just can't wait on that line. It was so long. It was hard to get fast passes at the time. Now, of course it's lightning lean, but yeah, at the time we couldn't get the fast passes for it. So we ended up just not really going on it for many years, honestly, because by time, cause it opened before Toy Story Land was even opened and now it's part of Toy Story Land, but yeah, it's like, I don't even know how many years we went, we didn't go on it. And then one day randomly, I told my mom, I was like, oh, we should try Toy Story Mania again. So again, just randomly on a trip, me and my mom went on it. And afterwards we were like, this is amazing. Right. The line's <laughs> kind of tough. Yeah, we were like, yeah, this yeah. is amazing. This is, this is, I can see why everyone really loves this ride because it's so much fun. You Again, this is the ride where you have like the five 3D shooting type games, but it's way better than Buzz Lightyear. So it is, yes. Sorry to Buzz Lightyear. It is. Yeah, I'm sure my mom will share some thoughts on this later yeah. in the episode, but. <laughs> Just the one ride I do go on. Yeah, but um, yeah, way better than Buzz Lightyear because yeah. as, yeah, I'm not a big Buzz Lightyear fan, unfortunately, but Toy Story Mania for sure. So fun. I will say my least favorite of the game is the rings when you're shooting the rings over the little alien heads. Oh, mm-hmm. I find that one to be the hardest and yeah I never really do well in that round I would say my favorite is the smashing plates one just because I like the sound of when you like hit the plates I think it's like a satisfying sound (laughs) so that's my favorite one (laughs) yeah but I do love Toy Story Mania I think the highest I don't know my highest score but I know like the prize because you win like the little fake prizes in the 
game, I got the cat every time I usually get the cat. Hmm. So there's still like, I think three more levels above the cat and I've never gotten above the cat before. <laughs> so, but I absolutely love Toy Story Mania. My partner really loved it too, so much that we went on it immediately when we got off it he was like do you want to go on again <laughs> and I think it's just because he's a bit competitive because I won so I think oh, yeah, he wanted back. to go back on to see if he could beat me well, so whatever yes, it we, takes yes yeah, so we went back on it but it is pretty fun though so I do love Toy Story Media but all right so next up in my number three I have Tower of Terror so I think Tower of Terror to me is the best classic thrill ride mm. And I don't think anything really beats this ride. And I say that even like maybe Space Mountain and Magic Kingdom can beat this for like a classic type of thrill ride. But that's about it, I think, because this is such a great classic ride to go on. And it's so unique too. And I don't even just mean unique in what the ride is. I mean unique in all of the Tower of Terrors that exist in the world because the ride structure itself is unique mm. to Hollywood Studios. Right, it's built. Yeah, yeah. So if you go on Tower of Terror in Disneyland in Anaheim, California or Disneyland Paris or anywhere else in the world, the ride structure itself is a little bit different. That is because in Hollywood studios when Tower of Terror opened. Of course, that was the first Tower of Terror to exist. So afterwards, they were like, wow, look at all these little bugs and things we should probably fix for the, the next iteration of it. So yeah, then they fixed it. So you can argue maybe the other ones are better or worse, depending upon your own pre personal preference. Um, but for instance, again, some spoilers, when you're on Tower of Terror, you're sort of in this cage with the seats and the cage moves around on like a track system. So it feels like it's trackless because there's no tracks on the ground, but it's actually moving from like the ceiling, sort of like a trolley. And the, the cage essentially moves you from like one elevator shaft to another another elevated shaft. So you go moving through a room to get to the elevator shaft where you actually do the main part of the ride, which is super fun. And I remember the first time I went on it, especially if you don't know that, I had no idea it was, we were gonna be moving forward. So I was shocked when we were moving forward. And it also added to that like spooky element of it too, because you didn't really know what was going on and what was going to happen, which also made it fun too when I was going on it in Disneyland, because when I went on the Guardians of the Galaxy ride in Disneyland, I forget what it's called in Disneyland, but it's Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy, now. yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I went on that one. I didn't know that the ride just starts immediately. <laughs> so it's like, mm -hmm. you get on the ride, I expect it to be the same, to have those little scenes, you go through the little room, but it doesn't do that. You just immediately go all the way up and drop all the way, way down. down. <laughs> and so for me, it was quite the shock because I didn't realize it was gonna be like that. And it's the same in Disneyland Paris as well, that it's just like the ride is right there when you get on it, so it doesn't have to like move from elevator shaft to elevator shaft. But again, so much fun, super spooky, super scary in a sense. I would say it's not really too scary. I will say, I do think my mom could go on this ride. And every time I go on it, I tell her, it's like, you probably no, could do it. It's really it. not that bad is the thing. <laughs> I feel like it looks worse because the theming of it is so spooky mm -hmm. and like so creepy and stuff like that. But that makes part of the ride, of course, you know, the Twilight Zone is always going to be a bit spooky and, 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 you know, you know, the fun spooky though, not the scary spooky. <laughs> Although it is a little bit scary mm -hmm. to a certain extent. Yeah, something like the decor, I think it's like a little bit scary, scary is really what it is rather than anything else. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like you could, <laughs> mm. <laughs> I still think maybe one day you could do Tower of Terror. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, I don't know. Because I will say too, when we did, I'm going off a bit of a tangent, when we did the Moonlight Magic, when, and when me and dad went on Tower of Terror, I swear the ride was shorter because I feel like we went on it and it wasn't very long. And it was like, you only went up and down like maybe two or three times mm -hmm. and then it was over. Maybe they did that because it was Moonlight That's what Magic. That's saying. I think Moonlight Magic was because it was nighttime was and they wanted to get as many people on. Yeah. You know, because when you do Moonlight Magic, they only limit it to a certain amount of people and they want people to have a really good experience. Yeah. So Moonlight Magic is an yeah. after hours event for DVC members only. Mm -hmm. So you have to be a DVC member to go to Moonlight Magic. 
magic event. But yeah, but when we did, I feel like it was shorter. And that was the time I was like, if you're going to go on it, that was the time because it was so short and it was so quick that it's Mm -hmm. like, if you really didn't feel well, you only went up and down two or three times Times. and it was over. Whereas the last time I went on it, when I went on with Ted, it felt like a more full ride. Like we were actually on the ride for much longer, which was fun. So yes, I thought that was interesting though. So I don't know. So if any Disney cast members know, want to let me know. (laughs) DM me on Instagram. Why was it shorter? (laughs) Yeah, because I'd be curious to see if they do change the ride a little bit on like Moonlight Magic Hours or like if there's a long line or something like that and they want to try to shorten it up to get it moving yeah i'm not sure so i'd be curious to know but again this is just speculation (laughs) so yeah but tower of terror is number three absolutely love tower of terror it's one of my favorites has always and hasn't always been one of my favorites because when i was younger i didn't go on it because i was a little bit scared of it but now i would definitely try it out just in case and also you can go through the whole line and then when you get to the end if you chicken out you know last second no no harm done you can just not go on the ride (laughs) like the cast members are very kind and they just you know let you through to the end so don't feel pressure and no one you know everyone's very kind about it too no one's like mean or like makes fun of you or something like that so all right now we're at the number two spots so mm-hmm. what is your number two mom well it's the only one of the rides i go on is the mickey and minnie's railway oh that's your number two yeah it's my number two it's cute i think it's really cute really fun it's very interesting it's very entertaining so that would be my number two ride as far as the the rides in the park that that line is very tough because it's outside the yeah, whole 98 yeah. percent of it is outside and if it's a hot sunny day that line is a tough yeah. one and sometimes it's so long you're not even under like the umbrella right you're not even under just... the umbrellas or whatever so mm-hmm. we've done it where it's been hot and 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 very very tiring but it, i really like it it's cute it's very cute you get it and it's trackless which is interesting the way the, the the moves there are some places in there that i have to close my eyes because it moves so fast that it will ruin my equilibrium Yes, yeah. so I do have to close my eyes every once in a while in there so that I make sure that I don't get dizzy before we get off the ride. But it is fun. So that's my number two. What's yours? <laughs> number two. Mm. Well, my number two is Rise of the Resistance. Mm. So my okay. mom has been on Rise of the Resistance I have been, before. Yes. <laughs> but I probably could have made that my number three. <laughs> yeah, made you number three? Well, you haven't been on it since. No, I only went on <laughs> so- once. The first time I went on Rise of Resistance was with my mom. Mm. And let me tell you, what an experience that truly is. Because even as someone who's not a Star Wars fan, someone who actually truly dislikes Star Wars, she even said, it's No, not it was bad. good. Yeah, yes. it, 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 it's fun. Mm-hmm. And I say that because it's a quite an immersive ride as well. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't really know Star Wars that well, you kind of know what's going on. Like, you don't yes. have to be super immersed mm-hmm. in the world of Star Wars. Obviously, if you are immersed in the world of Star Wars, it is phenomenal yes. because it mm-hmm. truly, you know, it does feel like you are part of the Resistance. It feels like you are, you know, trying to get off. But to, which is the planet that Galaxy's Edge is on. It makes you really feel like that, you know, when you get to the Star Destroyer, that you are walking around a Star Destroyer. And that is wild to like really feel that, to see that only in movies for so many years and then feel like I am on a Star Destroyer okay. now. See, I don't get that from yeah. the ride. I mean, like I said, I went That's on like the first you, order part. Yeah. Instead of making it go on alone, because I could go on it, because it doesn't knock you around or turn you upside down, I could go on it. So I did go. Yeah, well, it's the same time. And it of- was a nice ride, but I didn't get the whole Star Wars. I do not do Star Wars, period. So I did not get the whole Star Wars thing. Kind yeah. Of. I realize too, I'm speaking of this ride as if you've already been on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I apologize about that. If you've not been on it, you're kind of wondering what we're talking about right now. Yeah, but there's different elements to the ride where you know you're you're waiting online and then mm-hmm. you you know there's there's a pre-show and then there's like another type of pre-show that's mm-hmm. like also very ride-ish and then there's another line that's a very immersive type of line when you mm-hmm. kind of get to the first order part right. then you get to like another pre- type of pre-show that's <laughs> yeah, also lot. quite immersive and then you get to the actual right, ride. a lot of parts <laughs> yeah there's a lot of elements to yes. it <laughs> so and again it's the same type of once you get to like the main part of the ride so to speak the escape so to speak it's the, it's the same type of ride that Ratatouille's adventure uh, Remy's Ratatouille adventure mm-hmm. and that Mickey Minnie's Runway Railway is it's that trackless type of ride. Right. And yeah, I think it's so great. Obviously, there's a lot of great photo opportunities when you're there. 
And the ride takes place again during the sequels of the movies. So you see a lot of like your fan favorites like Ray and Finn and Poe Dameron and stuff, which is always fun to see them. And yeah, I just love Rise of Resistance so much. I, it, it almost does make number one to a certain extent because of how immersive and how much fun the overall ride is. And also when you compare Rise of the Resistance to Star Tours and no hate to Star Tours. <laughs> I love Star Tours. Obviously we're only doing a top five here or else <laughs> right. Star Tours would be Star Tours mentioned be, more. Be. But it's like, yeah. So for instance, me and Ted, when he was with me, we went on Rise of the Resistance, then Smuggler's Run, and then Star Tours. And it's like, wow, we're really going back in technology right now because when you compare what these rides are like, it is just so well, amazing. As time goes on, they approve. Yes, I'm saying it's so amazing how much ride technology has advanced yes. throughout the years and like where we are today. And it's crazy to think because like, where are we going to be in another like 20 years or something like that? What these rides are going to look like? And then, yeah, it's like, is Star Tours still going to be around in 20 years? Is it going to hold up? I hope so because I do love Star Tours very dearly. But I mean, like, it is quite drastically mm. different from Rise of the Resistance. Mm. <laughs> yeah, but I absolutely love Rise of the Resistance though. It's such a great ride. Again, really great photo opportunities, very immersive as well. And again, if you don't have to be a Star Wars fan to go on it, even if no, you aren't a Star you Wars can. fan. Yeah, you can enjoy it. Yes. Yeah, you'll still understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So it, it, it's definitely still a fun ride. I will say too, the line for it is great. The standby line, it's basically almost all indoors. There is a section that is outdoors, of course. But once you get to like the main bulk of the ride, main bulk of the line, sorry, it's almost all indoors. indoors. And there is seating along the way. So mm. you can kind of sit down along the way, which is very nice. <laughs> so if the ride does break down, which it does break down mm -hmm. quite frequently, because there are so many elements to the ride that if one element breaks down, they have to shut down the entire ride, unfortunately. And so if does break down there's little benches kind of along the way they're sort of built into like the rock because it's kind of like as if you're going through like the rocks of, of Batu, so to speak but i will say more rides need to have benches benches especially when they make you stand there and still yeah. for so all many, indoors so it's so like very yes. when me and dad went on the standby it was all nice and air conditioned so it's yes. very nice you do go through a lot of little tiny rooms like we were going in and out of many different rooms and eventually there was a cast member that we passed and my dad asked him how many more rooms are left and he was like um i think three and as we're going through my dad was like this is three this is the third one we should have been there already <laughs> Mr. I, was like, I told him I was like no this it's like the next one is three because the way he was counting was three more not including the room we were in with him was three so it's like it's right. three more and then yeah then we got to the final room I was like see it everything's fine it all worked out <laughs> so, and we didn't even wait that long the day we actually waited maybe like an hour that day on standby yeah. I mean like yeah some people have waited yeah two or three hours which is mm. wild but yeah rice is great so all right what is your what is your number one mine is the toy story mania yeah, Toy Story Mania. Because I love it. I love it. I think it's fun. It's just really fun. It's very, you know, it's just entertaining. Very entertaining. Very fun. Just, I never really beat anybody um, <laughs> at it. Just go for a fun time. Yes, I go for a fun time. I get as many as I possibly can. You get in there with the idea that I'm going to get as many as I possibly can. But by the end, you're laughing so hard that, know. you know, sometimes well, it's Also, just, your hands cramping up. Yes. You know, the thing is moving. My head is moving. The, the screen is moving. It's just, it's, it, it but it is a lot of fun so yes. I have to admit for a ride it does take a lot of um it, it takes a lot of energy but it's fun to do so that would be my number one ride because out of the two rides I can go on at least I have a good time yeah, <laughs> do you remember which which prize you normally get I know I think I've seen you get the beaver before which is the one right under the couch oh I don't right? remember what the yeah, thing I is know. I just usually look, look at the number and I'm usually like the, the third number. person <laughs> out of the group that's getting you know scoring so I never really look at the the, the animal I just kind of look at that but beaver does sound familiar at, at, yeah. at one point but yeah, I think that one's fun. So out of the, like I said, out of Hollywood Studios, there's really nothing I do go on. I do a lot of sitting around watching people go by, which is very interesting in the, what do they call it? In the Star Wars land. What do oh, they call uh, Star the, Wars land? The Star Wars Galactic 
Let me look it up real quick so we have it correct. Yeah, whatever it is, it's very interesting to sit there. The last time we were there while you were on Smuggler's Run with uh, Daddy, I sat there and watched the people coming out of the hotel. Yes, it's the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. It's right. the hotel that you can do. So there's yes. two-night adventures, three-night adventures, you know, everything like that. And it was very interesting to watch because I guess the entrance was right near where I was sitting down. And as I was yeah, sitting so she was there, sitting near Olga's canteen. Mm-hmm. So. Okay, so while I was sitting there, the people coming in and out of there were coming out dressed in yeah, those costumes. Dressed, and yeah. I got to tell you, there was a couple of people that people were stopping to take pictures with. That's how mm-hmm. well they were dressed. Yeah. I was impressed with the costumes coming out of there. So, like I said, I do a lot of sitting around. I go mosey in and out of the shops, which I love, but when I'm sitting around, it's more fun to watch the people coming and going as it is, as opposed to, even though mm-hmm. I can't go on the rides. So I really can't say that I don't, don't ever want to go to Hollywood Studios, but those are really my only two rides that, yeah. you know. Well, a quick shout out to you for the Galactic Star Cruiser. They're doing a lot of discounts right now. Yes, I saw that. it's very expensive. Mm-hmm. And so they're kind of combining a lot of people's like flight itineraries, you know, mm-hmm. the trips basically into, you know, certain weekends and stuff like that. Right. So, and, um, yeah, they're doing a lot more discounts for it because it's so expensive. Okay. I have only ever heard positive things come out of the people mm-hmm. who have gone. Of course, everyone says it's absolutely amazing. It is so much fun. It, you know, everything that you're doing there is amazing. The food's mm-hmm. great. You know, everything. It's mm-hmm. a, obviously it's a very immersive experience. It's just the cost, you know, that's the only right. thing. It's one of those things where if it did cost less, I probably would consider maybe doing it and just saying, it's like, you know what, let's just go do it. Like, I'm sure I'd have an amazing time but yeah it's like it's, if you it's do it couple... you have to get dressed up like that well, I'm yeah, telling you like, some of those thing. costumes like were really it's like, cool it's amazing yeah I think it's one of those things too where they said when we were so when my mom was talking as well that time when we were there the Galactic Star Crusade just opened fairly recently mm-hmm. so you had a lot of those diehard Star Wars yes. fans who were very excited and like was like I'm paying the money because I don't care I, I mean they were dressed in costumes that were hot and it yeah. was like it was warm I mean it was really hot that yeah, day the attention to detail and was they were incredible. walking around in boots and these heavy costumes and I got to give them credit they were really yeah, into some it. Some people looked yes. amazing. It's, it's incredible, honestly. Right. So even if you can't I go wish. on the rides, there's always lots to look at. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. And now, okay. too, they have the the Mandalorian and Grogu is now oh, okay. also walking around as yes. well. I felt bad for him, though, because when I saw him, people were really crowding him. And there wasn't like a like a Disney cast member, so to speak, there to sort of, you know. How oh, when, help. Oh, yeah. You know, when you walk around, there's a Disney the, cast member yes. that walks around them. And but two, they don't do that because it's a much more immersive type of land. Mm-hmm. So usually the characters will walk around just on their own. So oh. if you see Ray, Ray will just be walking around completely by herself. There's no one there to like monitor her. So That's to speak. tough. Same with Chewbacca. Same with all the characters mm. who walk around. The stormtroopers, Kylo Ren, and so same of course with the Mandalorian, with Din Djarin, and with Grogu. And yet people were really crowding him, and I felt kind of bad. Oh. And I really, want, I would have loved a photo. And I was wearing my T-shirt too that has like the Mandalorian and Grogu on it. And I was like, oh, I would have loved to get a photo with him and, and Baby Yoda. But well, yeah, maybe next time. I did, I did get a photo of him, just mm. not with him. Right. Maybe next time. Right <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, I feel bad for you know for him because I was like oh he's being super crowded he has no protection <laughs> so and also it was hot and you know he's yes, in the dangerous armor. position to be in yeah I know for sure but it's just because people were so excited that yes. was I think was like the the week I think that the the Mandalorian finally came to oh, okay. to Batu in mm-hmm. Disney World and rather than Disneyland so everyone was just super excited okay. to see him so that was a lot about all about back to Star Wars okay. how did we get back to Star Wars I know so now it's your number one right so now it's your number one all right so my number one and this ride is my number one in all of Disney World. So out of all of the parks, out of everything, and that is Mickey and Minnie's Runaway yes, Railway. Loves that ride, y'all. This is literally my favorite ride. I cannot say enough good things about Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway. And don't get me wrong, I miss the Great Movie Ride too. I think we all miss yeah, the Great Movie Ride. And so, in a perfect world, they would have coexisted as two rides together. Mm. But I will say. 
I absolutely love Mickey Mouse. <laughs> it is absolutely great. I think it is so whimsical. It is so fun. I consider it to be the perfect amount of thrill to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. And by that, I mean, it is not a thrill ride, but again, you are, it does spin you around yes, a lot. It moves moving. you around quickly. Mm-hmm. You do feel the wind. You feel the wind so much. I lost my, I was wearing my mini ears yeah, right. on the ride. Yeah, you lost them on the back of the ride. We <laughs> yeah, had my mini ears flew off my head and they landed on the back part of the, the little totally. ride structure. I just quickly grabbed them. So it does spin you around a little bit. So if you mm-hmm. do get a little bit motion sickness, definitely mm-hmm. keep that in mind. But I do think is pretty manageable. It in is. Comparison. For me, it was manageable, so it could be manageable for Yeah, anybody. in comparison to other thrill rides, it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty manageable. Like, if you can do Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, you can definitely yes, do Yes, that one too minis. does. You have to, clo- yeah. I have to close just my eyes every once in a while. Just because it's been around some tight yes. circles is all. So, again, just a little bit, but mm-hmm. nothing too crazy, though. So, again, I feel like it's a perfect amount of thrill, especially if you have, like, kids or something like that. It's, like, not a scary ride, obviously, in no. any sense. It's, like, a very lighthearted ride. It's very funny, so, yes. Obviously, Mickey Minnie's there the whole time, so, you know, you have things to look at the whole time. I, mm-hmm. I just think it's so much fun. The first time I went on the ride too was actually by myself so I sat as a single rider with another family that I didn't know and <laughs> all of us it was our first time on it so we were all hysterically laughing the whole time having a grand old time with these people that you know never seen again in my entire life but I also say too my favorite I guess I'd say minor Disney character is in this ride as well so if you've been on the ride before you'll know what I sort of mean but as you're going on the ride the first room that you enter is sort of like a transitionary room before you get to the room where you see Mickey and Minnie kind of they went before they do the track switch so to speak before you even see goofy before goofy kind of opens up on that the like the railway train kind of train so you're in this little pre-room this transition room there has a little fake fountain and up in the sky if you're looking in the sky to the left you'll see the sun and the sun is singing the backup vocals like he's doing like the boom 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 (laughs) type of vocals and i love that sun so much (laughs) if they sold merch with that sun on it i'd be the first one to buy it and i have looked no they've tried to sell merch for everything so that may show up somewhere i am waiting for the merch i think one of the Mickey Mini Runway Railway mini ears has him on the back oh, really? of the mini ears. Okay. But the mini ears themselves, I didn't love the overall look of the mini mm. ears. I didn't get them. And he was only on the back of the ears. He wasn't like a main character of the ears. Because that little bird that you see when the ride is ending, all the merch has that little bird on oh, the A little merch. bird on it, yeah. Yeah, people have speculated they think that little bird was supposed to be a bigger character in the ride. And mm-hmm. that's why so much of the merch has that bird on it, even though he's only in that very last little scene when you're like actually exiting the ride. But yeah, but I, I, I'm not really sure though. But yeah, if they do more merch with that little sun dude on it, I'd be the first one to purchase it because I love that little son, son dude. He's my absolute favorite. I have like photos. I mean, he was the background of my phone for a while. Like, I absolutely love it. Okay. Actually, the whole ride was the background of my phone. Also, the song too. So like there's a pre-show, of course, in this right. as well. It's the little song that they kind of sing. I won't sing it because I'm uh, going to copyright strike. Also, you may have heard it already because the ride's been out for a couple years now. Mm. But that clip is the first 20 seconds used to be my hand washing song during COVID. Oh, okay. so, like I knew the exact cutoff, which was 20 seconds. And that was the song that I used to wash my hands too during COVID, which is kind of fun. Absolutely love this ride. And I will say again, I wish this ride could coexist with the great movie ride. So in my head, if they had known what a success this ride would have been, because again, when they're making this ride, they don't know if they don't know love how it. yeah successful. You know, it's especially be. this is the first ride Mickey and Minnie are technically in themselves. Again, they're taking away a very classic fan favorite type of ride, right. which was the Great Movie Ride. So again, if they had known what a success it was going to be, I think what they should have done in my like little quotes in my fantasy world is that they should have rebuilt Toontown in Magic Kingdom and put this ride in Magic Kingdom in Toontown. Well, the ride would make more sense in Magic Kingdom well, right off the bat too. Well, the thing is, so 
this is what it, it is in Disneyland. So in Disneyland uh-huh. in Anaheim, they have just create, recreated Toontown in Disneyland, and this is where the ride is in Disneyland. Mm-hmm. So Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway, exactly the same ride in Disneyland is in Toontown. And when I saw that open, I was like, yeah, it does make way right. more, it makes sense more sense for to this be ride in to be Toontown. In Toontown. Yes. Just for the whole immersiveness of what the ride is, it just... And the yeah. whole theming of, of, of Hollywood Studios, it doesn't fit the the theming of Hollywood well, Studios as much. Well, it's a little bit like movie ish yes. because that's the whole thing that you're going into the film. Right. So it's like that's how they kind of fit into Right. That's studios. how they fit it. Right. But yeah, but going to that, like, I've seen the, I haven't been to Disneyland since it's open, but I've just mm. seen the photos, of course. But when you go to Toontown, there's like the movie theater and then you go into the movie theater there, and, and that's then that's, where, that's where this ride is. Yeah. You're going to like the movie theater to like see something in Toontown. And so I think that just makes a lot of sense the, thematically. I think it makes sense. And again, in a perfect world, if they had the ability to rebuild Toontown, it matches. Kingdom, which again, I don't know where they would, I don't know necessarily how much land they have behind Magic right, Kingdom. Who knows? Because of course, Toontown used to be a Magic Kingdom and they took it down to put in new fantasy land, so right. to speak. Now it's just kind of all fantasy land at this point. Yeah, so back in the day, you know, if again, if they had known what a success it would have been, I think that would have been perfect. And again, I think it would have fit in great into Magic Kingdom as mm-hmm. well because it is my absolute favorite ride. And I will be honest too, Hollywood Studios is my fourth park. Like if I was ranking the parks, it does come fourth, unfortunately, mm-hmm. which ironically enough, my fourth park has my first favorite. Ride. Right. So, Too bad it wasn't in um, one of the other parks. <laughs> out of convenience for my own, you know, yes. you know, personal being selfish, I would have liked it to be Magic Kingdom because then we could skip Hollywood Studios, Studios on if a we trip. Had to, yeah. Which sometimes we still do skip well, it just because it is. I usually skip it sometimes. Yeah, but it's just hard because I actually love this ride. I think it's so much fun. Yeah. I think it's so great. Even Ted mm. really liked this ride too. He thought it was really, really fun as well. <laughs> and he said too, he liked the ride structure of the ride. For him, that was the first time he was going on the trackless, trackless system ride. So we hadn't yes. seen that yet. And then we did Rise of the Resistance. I remember when we got off Rise, he said, like, oh, this was the same type of ride as right. the as the Mickey ride. I'm like, oh yeah, it is. And then we never made it to Remy's Ratatouille Adventure, so he didn't get to see that ride, unfortunately. But next trip we'll have to do that one so you can see Remy's Ratatouille Adventure. And oh, that's right, we didn't get sit to in go a little on mouse. That. Yes. Yeah, because the line was just so long oh, from Remy's ride, so, so we couldn't do it. Yes. And that was it. And that, that's the thing too. Mickey Minnie's Runway Railway. The line again. We kind of talked about it before. My mom talked about it as her number two. The the line is not good. <laughs> so no, but is Remy's is good. worse. I have to Remy's, say. I think Mickey and Minnie's is you worse. You think it's worse? I don't know. Because no, at least in Remy's, you're Remy's, under shade you, the you whole have time. shade every once in a while. But Remy's is seems to be a very annoying line for yeah. some reason. Remy's right, yeah. Because yeah, we always get trapped on that line when you just stop and you don't move for right. Really, you don't like, move for a very minutes, long time. I mean, unfortunately, yeah. that's becoming a big thing with Disney now. You do if you don't buy Genie Plus in Lightning Lane, then you are stopped for a very long time in a lot yeah, of different lot rides. Of and if you're stuck lines, on one of so. these rides where you're stuck in the sun, it is a tough yeah tough it's definitely wait. tough yes. so the line is tough but i do think this mickey and minis is worth it worth it it's, for me it's completely worth it mm-hmm. and my dad can attest because the time we waited the longest for it i don't think you were there it's just me and dad who went on no. it but yeah but my dad i think that was when you were sick yeah that's yeah, like when one of the trips when my mom got sick so me and my dad did a lot of the parks by ourselves yeah so me and my dad we waited on it and yeah his shirt was like a different color, color. Yes. <laughs> i felt very bad for him but that's you know my you know i love my dad very much yes he, so. he does he does he yeah, is a trooper he's a trooper and we went on the Star Wars rides and other things he likes too. Yes, so things he, he likes. Like he I said, we try to make sure we do things he likes. We go to his restaurants. We go to his you know rides that he likes. So this yeah. way, because he is a trooper. Yeah. So we went off topic a little bit of here and there during this okay. one. Absolutely love. Well, it, because but... I didn't have five rides. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but yeah, that was our my at least my top five rides okay. in Hollywood Studios. I realized some fan favorites didn't make it. Like Rock and Roller Coaster didn't make my top five. Sadly, Slinky Dog Dash well, is not in my Rock top and Roller Coaster is one of my top ones to wait at because at least I'm listening to music. <laughs> There's a lot of really 
good Aerosmith music playing while you're on the ride. Yeah, so. I do like those. And I have gone course, through the, the I have gone through the queue yeah, on that yeah. one. You can walk all the way through the queue, get to the roller coaster, and then just say, "I'm not going on," and they send you through a little door, and you end up in the gift shop. Yeah. So and I've she's done, done that because I wanted her to because I knew mm. that's a ride that she'll never go on because no. rock and roller coaster does go upside down twice. So I knew yeah, she wasn't so going to no, go on. That's it. not happening. But I wanted her to see that scene of the street scene, like how cool right. that kind of is. That you're kind of in like the back, you know, alley street right. type of thing. So I told her like, you should come see that at least. And yeah. So, so it was did. fun to be in the and queue. And then she she waltered off, and then I went on the ride. Right. I go. I wander <laughs> off, and they go on the ride. So yeah. But that sadly that one didn't make it. But I do love rock and roller mm. coaster, of course. You know, mm. uh, Slinky Dog Dash, very cute ride, not a mm. favorite, but very cute. You know, simple coaster, which is fun. Try to think of the other rides. Star Tours, of course, we didn't talk about. So, mm-hmm. some, and then you know the shows and stuff like that shows. too. Of course, we'll you do know, those we'll another do shows time. Another time. Okay. So, and I think that's all the rides for the most part in okay. there. I, all, well, I guess there's the aliens rolling saucers, which aliens. Where are those in Toy Story in Land? Toy Story Land. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that one, it's lovingly spells A S S, which I will not say because this is a family friendly <laughs> right? podcast. Okay. If anyone knows how to spell, I don't think Disney realized that the acronym for aliens and rolling saucers, saucers was, was going to be A S S. Okay. So there are some funny T-shirts with that on it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, all right, so we can transition to our next segment, which is, of course, Disney news. Mm-hmm. So first up, because today is May 1st, we'll kind of go over what is coming out in Disney Plus in May. And there is a lot coming out. So I'll try to breeze through some of this kind of quickly. And I may skip over some of the smaller items that's coming out in May. But on Disney Plus on May 2nd, so coming up tomorrow, is A Small Light. So the, that's it is the episode two premiere, I think. So A Small Light is a new Disney Plus exclusive TV show. So I'm just going to read this verbatim because I think it sounds really interesting. It is told with a modern sensibility. A small light tells a remarkable true story of Secretary Meep Guys. I'm so sorry. I know I'm definitely pronouncing that name incorrectly. Who was a young, carefree, and opinionated woman at the time when opinions got you killed. When her boss, Otto Frank, asked her for help to hide his family from the Nazis during World War II. Without hesitation, Meep agreed. For the next two years, she and her husband, Jan, with several others, walked over Frank, Van Peels, Pfeiffer, and a few other families who were hiding in a secret annex, of course, during World War II. So the show sounds very interesting. So I mean, like of course if you're very into historical oh, it's the diary of Anne Frank from a different perspective yeah exactly so it's actually not a different perspective it actually is based on Anne Frank and her family because Meep Geist is the woman who helped hide Anne Frank and her family during World War II so I apologize for our ignorance when we were actually recording this podcast live it just kind of blanked my mind in the moment so sorry about that back to the podcast okay, so if you're into like you know the, those historical type of mm-hmm. TV shows it sounds like it'd be really cool it also looks like too they did it in conjunction with National Geographic as well so again this is a new limited series Oh, it looks like the first episode comes out on May 1st and then the second episode drops on May 2nd so, and then the episodes will drop, you know, every week after that. But yeah, but it looks like a really good TV show so it looks very interesting. Also coming out in the month of May on May 3rd is Ed Sheeran but yeah, but Ed Sheeran's The Sum of It All. So of course, Ed Sheeran is a musician so he's Oh, actually, Sheeran. Okay, yeah. Ed Sheeran. Yeah, okay. Ed, Ed Sheeran. I, I know who you were talking name? about Ed first. Sheeran. Okay. Yeah, I'll have to cut out me fumbling how to say yes, his name. Yes, it's Ed Sheeran. Yeah, so Ed Sheeran's new, his own like personal documentary of just kind of like behind the scenes of who he is is coming out. So a few other musical musical artists have done this with Disney Plus. So Ed Sheeran is coming out. It says it's going to have a lot of like behind the scenes things into his personal life, which will be interesting. A Disney Junior show, Eureka, is coming out. So a new TV show for Disney Junior. Star Wars Visions Volume 2 is coming out on May 4th, of course. So that's something to mention too, that this week is, you know, Star Wars week, which I guess works out because we talked a lot about Star Wars today. I know we <laughs> so. did. We ended up talking because because Hollywood Studios is mostly Star Wars. Yeah. So again, Star Wars Visions is coming out Volume 2. So that's pretty exciting as well. So we'll definitely be tuning into 
that. And then also Star Wars Young Jedi Adventures, which is more of like a children's type of cartoon show, is also coming out on May 4th. Also in this month of coming out is Charles in his own words, which is very interesting because the same documentary people who made Diana in her own words are now doing Charles mm, in his own words. Mm. So another kind of behind the scenes look into Charles and, you know, who he is. Of course, he will be coronated on May 8th this year. So mm. I guess that's next week, actually, which is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, so on May 8th, he's being coronated. So of course, this is coming out perfect timing right before his coronation. Disney Intertwined Live is also coming out. I actually don't really even know what this is. Apparently, it's like a live, some kind of like filmed concert, essentially. But they're, you know, people performing live Disney, you know, hits is what it says. The Muppets Mayhem is coming out on May 10th. So it follows the Electric Mayhem Band, Dr. Teeth. Oh my gosh, what a name. <laughs> on vocals and keyboards, animals on drums, and a few other of the, you know, the Muppets beloved characters kind of doing a musical filled journey as they record their first ever studio album. So that sounds very fun if you're a Muppets fan. Life Below Zero is also coming out with their next season. So if you're a Life Before Zero fan, that's coming out. That's a National Geographic show. Same thing with Secrets of the Zoo. Tampa edition is coming out. Again, another National Geographic. Geographic show. I like the National Geographic show. So another show that sounded interesting is called Crater. So again, I'm going to read this word for word verbatim. Also, I'm getting all this information from what's on DisneyPlus.com. So this is where I'm getting all this. So Crater is the story of Caleb Channing, who was raised on a lunar mining colony and is about to be permanently relocated to an idyllic faraway planet following the death of his father. But before leaving to fulfill his dad's last wish, he and his friends and a new arrival from Earth embark on a journey where they hijack a rover for one final adventure on a journey to explore a mysterious crater. So it sounds very interesting. Mm. It looks like it's like a children's show because all the characters look to be quite young. Mm. But I mean, it looks very interesting though because I didn't even know they were making a show that took place on the moon. (laughs) So... Two Disney movies that are coming to Disney Plus this month is Spider-Man Homecoming. So that is Spider-Man's movie in Tom Holland's trilogy. And also Venom starring Tom Hardy, which I kind of forgot Venom was now going to be owned partially by Disney because I, I thought Venom was only owned by Sony, but it's not. Apparently it's coming to Disney Plus. So Venom is coming. I thought Venom was a great movie. I feel like it got really bad reviews when it came out, but I'm I thought Venom was movie, great. So yeah, my mom it. did not see it. I think yeah. I saw that movie actually with dad yeah, and Luke, my brother. Yeah. yeah. And I remember afterwards because Luke was so excited for it because he's a big Venom fan, so mm. he thought they did Venom pretty well on this. Yeah, so coming Disney Plus, so that will be fun. And then the last few items is Critter Fixers Country Vets, another National Geographic show featuring two veterinarians. Saturdays, which I'm not really sure what this is, but it says Paris Johnson and her best friends from We Be Girls Skate Crew determined to show and prove they have the hottest skate routines on the planet. Huh. I'm not really sure what that is, but that sounds very fun as well. And then, of course, the big thing I know I've heard about coming out on May 24th, American Born Chinese is coming out. So mm. this is the movie based on the graphic novel by the same name. But it tells the story of Jin Wang, an average teenager juggling his high school social life with his home life when he meets a new foreign student on the first day of the school year even more worlds collide as Jin is unwittingly entangled in the battle of Chinese mythological gods so it sounds very interesting. interesting I'm excited for that to come out I haven't read the graphic novel maybe I should read the graphic novel first but I've seen the previews for this movie and it looks really great so I'm excited for that season two of Chippendale Park Life is coming out <laughs> which is fun <laughs> so this is just a little cartoon of course but you know I love actually the new animation cartoons, cartoons. that they're doing like kind of like what Mickey and Minnie's Runway Railway is based on. So yep, Chippendale Park Life season two. (laughs) Didn't even, haven't even seen season one. And then also another little cartoon called Kiff is coming out. Spidey and his amazing friends, another cartoon. Wildlife, which again is another National Geographic show. This one is so cute. This is season one of a new children's Disney Junior children's show called Fire Buds. 
Bo and his fire engine best friend Flash team up with their first responder friends to help others in their community with problems. Aww. <laughs> it's like, this sounds so cute. It sounds just like Paw Patrol. Like, yes. <laughs> basically really similar to Paw Patrol, but with cars. And yeah, when you look at kind of a little promo shot, yeah, it's like the little firefighter sitting on top of his little firefighter truck mm-hmm. and then the police officer truck and the first responder truck cute. too. So so what's on DisneyPlus.com? Note that this is not a complete list because of course new editions kind of get announced throughout the month sometimes. So sometimes things drop. Got a lot that. coming out though. Yeah, that's May. what I was saying too because I feel like April did not have that much no. when I looked up April. But yeah, May mm. is a big month too. So that's super exciting. So I'm looking forward to all the things coming out. And then of course, also coming out in the month of May too is The Little Mermaid oh, coming Mermaid. out on May 26th. Yeah, that I'm looking forward to So of course seeing. that will be in theaters. So me and my mom are planning to see mm-hmm. that in theaters in the weekend. Theater. We'll definitely do a whole episode just dedicating to our review of it. Of the movie. So okay. we've never done a movie review yet. So I think that one's going to be the first one. So it'll be interesting to see how we do a movie review on our okay. podcast. But I'm super excited for The Little Mermaid. I've I recently watched like two conspiracy theory type videos about The Little Mermaid. So I'm oh, excited. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, like I won't get into them here. I don't know any of that. Yeah, maybe okay. I'll link them in the description. If you want to see the Super Carlin Brothers, they did a whole like kind of video about like where Ariel's mom, is, like who she was and they, how they link it and what they think is going to happen in the movie of how they'll kind of intertwine okay. Ariel's mom into the movie. Hmm. Only saying that because in other Disney live action movies, they often do that where they kind of explore characters more fully. So fully than what you see in the cartoons. Okay. Yeah, so for instance, in Aladdin, Jasmine had a much more character in her of like who she was, how she was being raised to be the next vizier. But, you know, of course, because she's a woman, and she couldn't be the next vizier even in being the beast we had a way more backstory to the beast and where he was from and like how kind of how he was brought up so i wonder what they'll do with yeah. ariel as well okay. to see like which characters they'll flesh out more and what, what more backstory we'll kind of learn about them right. so that'll be fun and so because we had so much of disney plus just our last little tidbit for disney news is that mickey's not so scary halloween party tickets go on sale for the general public tomorrow on may 2nd so right now if you are if you already have like your tickets for staying on property if you're going to be like an on property guest you can buy your tickets already so the tickets are already on sale for those who are staying on property. But for the general public, May 2nd is when the tickets are going on sale for everyone. The tickets are starting at $109 and go all the way up to $199, which will be on Halloween Eve, Halloween, and the day after Halloween, so November 1st. So the kind of range in price depending upon what days you're going, if it's a Friday, if it's a Tuesday. The party starts on August 11th and will go all the way to November 1st. Wow. Or November 2nd. Halloween on August already. Mm. Well, it's only like two months before Halloween, really. Three months before Halloween, so... Mm-hmm kind of makes sense that they have to you know expand it out it is interesting though because i can't so we live in the northeast right so i live in pennsylvania my mother lives in new jersey so it is so hot in august you know i know i was here. just thinking about that people who want to go in costume oh That's my thing, god it's crazy to think that it's like in mid-august and those poor I, people who have to dress up for halloween yeah, it's and like, do the, am I ready? the parade and stuff yeah it's like am i ready for halloween in august i know i will say personally no however well, those are the cheaper <laughs> tickets though because <laughs> they know that people really don't want to do it in august most people want to do anybody who's not staying on property if you're staying on property sometimes your vacation is not is not is not planned on whether you can go to that party or not unfortunately because of the differences in all the other prices and uh, availability but people who live around there probably want to buy closer to Halloween because mm-hmm. it's more in the Halloween spirit but I gotta tell you Disney at Halloween was fun we were it there was. the week before it so and it fun. was fun I mean I it's just very it. interesting very interesting mm-hmm. to look at very interesting to be there it I is a fun too, time I think Halloween treats too are so much fun yeah. I think Halloween is they a are. great season to yeah. do like the fun like themed treats and mm-hmm. stuff so that's fun too I had like a pumpkin rice crispy treat when I was there yeah I wish I had one of my no now, Halloween honestly, season but... at Disney is very nice I have to admit I liked yeah. it and yeah I mean like it's kind of fun that starts in August my best mm-hmm. friend Shannon she's a huge 
huge Halloween person, mm-hmm. so she loves it. So of course, if she was going in August, we would 100% be doing Go, the Mickey's Not right, So Scary Mickey's. Halloween party. And I'm sure she would love to start Halloween as soon as possible too. Right. But for me, it's like I usually do start Halloween usually around like mid-September is when I'm like getting ready kind of for the Halloween vibes. Mm-hmm. But usually I try to hold off until October at the very least for Halloween. But usually by mid-September, then I'm like, all right, maybe I'll buy a bag of candy corn. Right. And so for it. Candy but corn. August, I do hold out. August is still summer in, mm-hmm. in my head. All right. So our, our next little segment is usually Disney birthdays, but there are no Disney birthdays this week. Oh, character wise, wow. of okay. course, today is the birthday of Hollywood Studios. We got right. Hollywood Studios okay. today, but I didn't see any other online. I'm still kind of new to the Disney birthday segment. So if I'm missing any, let me know on Instagram mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm, I'm probably missing someone. There's so many characters in Disney, but again, not all of them have like confirmed birthdays, of course. So, right. you know, but at least today though, we can celebrate Hollywood Studios. And that brings us to our last segment, which is a Disney memory. So I realized too, throughout these episodes, we always kind of talk about Disney memories anyway, but of course this is the dedicated segment for a memory in case we didn't have any memories in the episode. Well, the so, funny thing is, is that considering this is not my favorite park. Yeah, what's your Disney memory? And not my, the one I don't go to all the time. This has the most, I guess, um, the one that's stuck in my mind. When I say, like, when you ask me for a Disney memory, I always, like you said, we have so many memories yeah. that to come up with just one is kind of hard. My mind starts running through all these things. But in Hollywood Studios, I have one memory that I got to tell you. We, was, we were there with friends. We were right by Main Street. And as soon as I start saying this, you'll realize what I'm talking about. We were Hollywood on Main Boulevard. Street. We were right near the Main Street coming down towards the from the from the gates and the star wars troopers came down the street (laughs) they had a a thing where during the afternoon the star wars troopers would come down the street and i gotta tell you for somebody who's not a star wars fan i was so speechless and impressed with the feeling of these guys i don't even know how many there were there were a lot so um, she's referring to the March of the First Order that it. they used to do okay. in Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. They no longer do it anymore, no, sadly. I miss it. <laughs> so yeah, so they used to do this before COVID. Mm-hmm. I think they may have stopped it even a little bit before COVID. Yeah. I can't remember now, honestly. But yeah, but they used to do the March of the First Order. And this was when the, essentially when the stormtroopers would march down Hollywood Boulevard. Mm-hmm. They go up to where they used to have a stage in right. that area. And they would go on the stage and they sort of do like a little mini show, essentially. Mm-hmm. And it was at different random times of the day. But yeah, but the first time that my mom saw it she was completely blown away <laughs> I was blown away I mean I was just the music and I don't even like Star Wars music I mean the music the feel the, the just the intimidation of how they were dressed and how they were coming down the street and I always thought the white guys were the good guys too I didn't realize they were the bad guys I know it took her a while because she said something about, I, I said I think I said something about, about about being like the bad guys so to speak and she was like what do you mean like they're in white right, they're <laughs> all in white like, I thought they were the good guys I was guys. like should we get into the whole order 66 thing now it's like I'm not really sure <laughs> Well, let me tell you, for somebody who's not a Star Wars fan, who doesn't even like, I don't even like to listen to the music when it starts. I was totally, totally impressed. Yeah. And for that, that memory sticks out for Hollywood Studios. I, I mean, think too, that's such a great thing as well, because it was so formal and it's mm-hmm. not in everyday life in most people's lives when you see such formality like that. Like, yes. of course, if you are in the army or mm-hmm. in the Marines or something like that, you do see formality like that. But in people who are have, haven't served in the military, you don't really see formal events like that very often. So to see a very formal march like that, you know, you just, it's just not an everyday thing. It was. It was intimidating. It was. It was very especially interesting. like yeah, like the severity yes. of it too. The way they walk down, and everyone just mm-hmm. kind of moves aside. It's like no one's clapping, no one's saying anything. You're kind of just standing there watching. So it's yeah, like, normal, I, normally I'd be still walking. I'd be so, like, okay, keep walking. This time we just stopped, and it was just and like yeah. I said, because of that, it is a memory that's stuck in my head. Yeah, for sure. No, that's a good one too. Because mm-hmm. that's like I do miss that of them doing that. I wonder if they'll ever do it again because they definitely could do it in mm-hmm. Galaxy's Edge if they wanted to. Like yeah. there's definitely an area by the galaxy. 
Pixie's Order. Edge, yeah. They could definitely do it. So I wonder maybe if they'll bring it back one day. So my Disney memory also has to do with Star Wars. So it works out well because May 4th is just a few days away. Right. So we're really <laughs> celebrating Star Wars and Hollywood Studios here. So one of the times when I went on Rise of the Resistance, I was going on with my dad. So it's just the two of us. And when you go on Rise of the Resistance, so this is full spoilers going on. So if, if you don't want to hear a Rise of the Resistance spoiler, you, you may not want to hear my memory, unfortunately. So I apologize about that. When you go on though, and you're in the first order section. So before they kind of assign you all colors to stand on before, <laughs> so they know when you get to the ride, so to speak, you go to the color. So there's red, silver, blue, and I can't, I think orange is the other color. So there's four colors. The first order will tell you stand on the silver color and then you kind of go through to the like the interrogation room, I say in quotes, we're gonna be again in quotes interrogated. They say go to stand on that color, and then when the resistance comes to save you, they tell you go into like the seats of the color that the first order gave you. So it helps kind of bring you rather than having rows because they can't give you rows, of course, in this sense, they give you colors instead. And so when they give you the colors, you stand on the color, but of course they're speaking English to you. So when we went on the ride, there were a few people who were just kind of single riders who they weren't really doing things correctly, and the first order were getting mad at them. So the, the first order gets just the color. The man tells the the first order man tells his man to take off his backpack. He doesn't do anything, and then he kind of tells him again. He sort of motions what to do, and the man just whispers very quietly. He's like, "I don't speak English." <laughs> I felt so bad for him, and I kind of motioned for him to take off his backpack, so he did. But and then I realized when we were getting onto the ride, there was another person in our overall party who also did not speak fluent English. And so when we got onto the rides, everyone was getting into their seats. But like the way it worked out, like there weren't enough people, there weren't enough seats for the people that were there, and so they had to have us all get up out of the seats, walk out. <laughs> then the resistance people were asking us, what color did the first order give you? Get into the row of the color the first order gave you. And I felt so bad because I knew it was because there was a few people in our party who just didn't speak English. So they didn't even know they were supposed to know a color. So I was just like, yeah, but I felt so bad for them because there were a yeah. few people that time. Again, this was just me and my dad there. I was like, oh my gosh, these people are so lost. It's like they were trying their best right now being yelled at by these, <laughs> by, these, by these Star Wars people being like, get into the right row. We eventually figured it out without doing the colors. I think we all mixed up the colors just got into rows and figured it out on our own and we're like all right we're just gonna go and escape from the first one <laughs> i will never forget that because it is true if you do, are not a native english speaker being on that ride is a bit tricky because it does kind of rely on storytelling and if you can't fully understand the storytelling and if the cast members don't realize that you don't you don't understand english and they don't have someone to come over to kind of translate for you yeah you do get a bit lost so i felt so bad for those people though that day it was quite funny though and i'll, I'll never forget that man just whispering to me he's like i don't speak english in like a very thick accent and i was like oh i'm sorry so but I hope they still enjoyed the ride though, because it's mm. still, it's, I think it's still very fun even if you don't maybe speak English. Right. Yeah. All right. So that brings us to the, to the end of our episode. I hope, I hope everyone enjoyed listening to today's episode. I feel like we went on a lot of different tangents. We haven't recorded in a while. So I no. feel like today we were like excited but to But that's fun record, too sometimes. But... Just, you know, just lots of little tidbits of information. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. So make sure to follow us on social media. We are Spaceship Earth Design on all social media platforms. I realize that is not what the podcast is called. So a bit confusing there, but again, that is Spaceship Earth Design, just like the ride in Epcot. And it also will be linked in the description too of course make sure you give us a review on apple Podcasts, spotify or wherever you're currently listening to our podcast you can listen to the mother daughter disney podcast on every platform that you can listen to podcasts and if we are not on your preferred podcast platform please send me an instagram dm so i can make sure we are on your preferred podcast platform and also let us know too what your favorite ride is in hollywood studios did we is it is it slinky dog dash and even make our top five we barely talked about it is it rock and roller coaster sorry to the rise of course did not make it our our opinions are just our own opinions but i would love to hear your opinions so definitely let us know on our latest instagram post i'll have something up kind of commemorating hollywood studios there and yeah so yeah thanks so much for listening and yeah we'll we'll see you all next week okay bye see you see you see you